guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast with your favourite girls. We have me, Jerry, and the lovely Diane. And we have a lovely guest of us today. We have Fumida. She is one of my friends, but she also comes, she's also a great nurse and comes with her own experience and also has been redeployed during this COVID-19 time. So... Fumida, would you like to say something, something about oh, yourself? Thanks. <laughs> thanks for so I'm Fumida. I am in my fourth year of nursing now. Um, I started a new job back in September as a special school nurse. Um, and then in January, I got redeployed back to a e but not the a e that I worked in for the last couple of years, but to, uh, to a different one within the trust I work in. Um, but yeah, it's been going okay I've been there for the last two months and I'm going back to my actual job next week sweet which is great but before we <laughs> jump into all the questions that we've got how are you both how have your week been yeah how's things going Diane? I've been good good been going okay how are you guys I'm all right you know I think as usual uni and work are kicking my ass but Generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking, I'm fine. I'm still smiling. You know, the hustle is the hustle. I hear that. I'm still smiling. That's the main That's thing. That's the main thing. So I don't know how yeah. you're doing it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm good. I'm just plodding along as always. As per. Illness and life has not been the greatest this week, but you know, we move. <laughs> we can continue smiling and persevering. That's as it. As it should be. But anyway let's get right into this so Fumida has come from an A&E background which is quite similar to my own however she was redeployed as she said in January then she was redeployed to a major trauma center which is very different to where she would have been previously so how how did you find that change um initially I'm not gonna lie I was really nervous on my first day because um you just hear oh it's a trauma center it's a tertiary um level hospital and then me working for a district general it's a huge jump Mm -hmm. but the team there have been really lovely um they helped me settle in so quick and to be fair it's literally just been the same it's it's like it's, it's literally no different not only yes there's things that I don't know that's it's only because I haven't been exposed to it mm. but I picked it up so quickly and they're just allowing me to get along with it now and like just getting on doing it to be honest. Sweet and how have you found like dealing with COVID patients in that setting in comparison to where you were previously? So um, I would say so I even got redeployed in January so not so long not not as long as some of the other people I know so mm-hmm. I've been there for two months so I, I was like at the end of it like right at the peak but when it started coming down as well so mm-hmm. I got to see a lot of COVID patients and then it was just a bit mad because yes we're pediatric nurses and stuff but you're dealing with adults and like you would never ever dream you'll be doing yeah that. and it's just like how okay. was that for you? It was, I mean, from my old hospital, yes, we were working with adults and we were pulled over to the outside to help, but we weren't so involved in the care, as in that like, we would do 
like we'll just help out with like doing blahs, ECG transfers, just medication, but you weren't like nursing them how you would do on the ward, like they're mm-hmm. your actual patient. Whereas here, you were taking them as a patient. Oh, wow. I think I was quite shielded because um they were like, oh, the, the staff there, they were like so supportive and they're like, you just come help me and we'll just do this and then you can just help transfer the patient kind of thing. So yeah. they were quite sweet and they shielded me a bit. So I guess I didn't have to get such a big load on. But yeah. it's just passing by, you would just see every single cubicle, COVID, 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 COVID. And it was just crazy. And you can see this stuff drained because they're so tired. Yeah. And then, and then one thing, like, it still sticks in my mind, one of the nurses, she's amazing she literally was like thank you for coming and helping because it made them it made a difference just us transferring patients like me and one of my other colleagues um just us transferring patients was such a big deal for them because they've been going through it so long yeah and they're like it's just good to get a little bit of break within the shift like Mm -hmm. so it just it just made it feel like a bit oh wow look what they're going through and everything and I was I was happy to help to be honest like um but yeah no it's just so the first couple weeks was a bit hard just seeing everyone and just seeing them in the state and then once they go up to the ward you're like thinking what's going to happen to them now because that's it once they're out of A&E that's That's it it. yeah like, do you and did, was there any patients that like you wanted to follow up or see what um not just, not just the COVID patients even like the trauma patients that you would have probably encountered as well yeah yeah for sure um there ha- have been quite a few um I mean I think it's just human anyway like because you just want to know are they okay or anything like that so there yeah. have been quite a few that I want to um or have been following up um but yeah, luck- luckily now it is calming down mm-hmm. and um, the cases aren't as high. There's not so many new cases. It's just all the ones that are on the ward now that just need to get back to themselves. So yeah. you can see, you can see, you know how the government is saying, oh, it's coming down, blah, blah. But you can see it now as well within the hospital environment. Yeah. And then they're not all rushing in like they were before. Yeah, but yeah, I just think it was a bit crazy. It was just, it was just so mad, like to have experienced something like that. Do you think it's anything you would have chosen to do off your own bat? I think I would have chosen to go out and help. Probably yeah. not like, probably not like redeploy completely. Probably like a shift or two a week, and then go back to my other job kind of thing. Yeah, but. Um, here obviously I was redeployed completely in a way I'm happy I did it at first obviously I was nervous but I am really happy I did it Um, and I was exposed to all of that it was it was something different because obviously when you're in your own hospital you just you're just like oh kind of thing if you've been there for so many years and like if, if everything's overwhelming and stuff it was something fresh to see let's say so mm-hmm. do you think it's a place that you'd go back to work? Like, do you see yeah. do you see yourself as a part of the team and you know gaining more experience and knowledge from working there? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, the team there are so amazing. 
they work so hard and they're just so lovely they're always like willing to teach new things if you don't know how to do it Mm -hmm. and not judgmental and stuff and yeah no I'm uh, I'm 100% yeah I'll go back and work there for sure yeah would you what am I trying to ask now Geraldine would you also was the same reciprocal was this the word but the same reciprocal that word was it between peds and adults because yes there was a uh, a reduced number of pediatric patients coming in but then where you were was there really because a lot of as we all know a lot of services were shut to pediatric services and you guys were pretty much like the main hub yeah so where I was was the main hub um where I was when I first went the first couple of weeks it was like all the other pediatric units across London it wasn't so busy like it's manageable with like fewer member of staff so then obviously we went out to adults and helped but then I would say the last three weeks or so it's Mm -hmm. literally buzzing again like back to normal pediatric A&E how pre-covid was it's getting back there again I would say 100 percent do you think that's um, due to sorry Diane you go I've been asking loads of questions <laughs> sorry no what I was gonna ask was how do you think your experiences has impacted your future practice I think um being at this hospital it's um exposed me to new things mm-hmm. and um new things I would never imagine to be going to do or anything so now I'm more comfortable if someone say say if I was working in another hospital say and say oh do you want to do this I'll be like yeah yeah I can do it so mm. do my practice like I'm more comfortable and also um because obviously I'm my main job now is a special school nurse working in a special school mm. um the place where I've redeployed they see majority of the special school kids because they have all the specialists there yeah and um it's while I've been there a lot of them have been coming in issues like say with their uh pegs judge all of that and before I never used to be comfortable with that um that's one of the main reasons why I did um come out any and get this new job to be comfortable get more exposure and while being at this hospital I've got to see more other things like say Mm. when it comes out what do you do like the procedures that they go through so it will help my understanding more like when I'm in my school environment if something happens I'll be like yep we've got this we just do this and I'm on the way this this work can happen and also because I know what's going to happen over there I can help like the parents understand as well before they get there yeah so they'll be a bit more calm and everything so yeah I think this helped me in a lot of ways to be honest wow it sounds like you've got a great deal mm. of experience from two months again not saying that two months is a short period of time at all yeah, no, but like you but you you've been like a sponge you've been literally taking in everything you possibly can and those skills are going to be transferable wherever you go next whether you stay yeah. within school nursing or want to go back to the acute setting yeah no 100% I just like thought I'm here now I might as well just take whatever I need to and help and learn it's like being a student nurse again but not kind of thing because obviously yeah. you're a nurse, your patients but you're learning so many new things mm. and like I said because the team was so great and um it also I think it also helped because 
Um, majority of the shifts, I wasn't in the numbers. I was supernumerary. So then, oh, that makes yeah. difference. So that I think that also helped. Um, I was supernumerary, and then um, I got to see the other stuff. It wasn't like I was um like thrown into it or anything like that thrown into it or it wasn't like I was impacting the team by leaving and going watching some other stuff and they're going to struggle like mm. I was able to go do that and then after later on I, um I was happy to be in the numbers because I, I was like come on this is what I do like I've been doing it <laughs> for ages I cannot not be in the numbers um so yeah but even being in the numbers like they're always like do you want to go watch this like do you want to go watch that um or do you want to go help they're really good for that because it's the things you will see at that particular centre, you won't see just anywhere. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. It's really yeah. eye-opening to see such such things, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Like, regardless from trauma to COVID to medically unwell with other things, there's so many different things you can view. And so in different ways as well, like, I think when you learn something, you get stuck in your way. Like, mm. no, I've been taught that way. That's how it's done. But you go to these other places and they're doing the same thing in a different way. And then it's just like, okay, fair enough. You can do mm. it that way. Um, and you can pick up stuff and you can think, okay, maybe this is better. Let me just do it like that. So, yeah. No, that's great. I'm so happy to hear because I think, yeah. like, when you hear redeployment, everyone always thinks, oh, like, you know, you're going to, a, like, a COVID ward and it's going to be horrible, X, Y, Z, when really, truly, we don't know what is going to come from it, whether it's going to be a great experience or not. a not-so-great experience for some people. And, you know, we're human. We understand that you can't like everything. Because yeah, there's probably ways that we've had in our... in all the different jobs that we've had that we're like, this, is, this job is not it. But... You just learn, you learn how to deal with it and you learn those skills that, if anything, it's going to, they're transferable skills that you could use anywhere. Yeah, no, I definitely get that because um, I've had such a good experience and um, I'm so grateful to that. And I, I did have this conversation briefly with um, my line manager, like when the topic came up of redeployment, because mm. it was literally like, from tomorrow you're going there you're getting redeployed wow. tomorrow kind of thing so I literally was like okay can I go back to any because it was obviously they're going to send you it's either they're sending you up to the COVID wards or the pediatric wards so then the permanent pediatric stuff on the wards can go up to the COVID wards or you're going to A&E so if I know A&E I might as well just go to A&E and help where yeah. I can and be a bit more useful than walking around somewhere and just being like oh do you want this done or this or that kind of thing so um I think it helped me saying where I wanted to go and it was one of the places that they needed yeah um but I know that's not the case for everyone and some people just got thrown out thrown into it to be honest and probably some of them obviously some of them they didn't have a good experience some did I think it just depends on how everyone takes it and with well just working in any setting anyway you would come across some quite distressing things that you see mm-hmm. how do you deal with it for you? like how do you how did you deal with seeing some of the things that you saw yourself um I think over the years I've gotten better on just dealing it with it by myself kind of thing 
Mm-hmm. If it's like, I'll just be like, oh, okay. I'll just think about it. After my shift, I'll just think about it and I'll just think, oh, did I miss anything? Is there anything else I could have done? Or just if it was like something really dramatic, just think about it, think about it. And then try to put it to bed, like put it to a side. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it, if it's really bad, I do talk to like some of my friends about it. I'll be like, oh, guys, this is what has happened today. Um, no, no, no. And then... um. And that's it, kind of thing. Yeah, then, no, no, that's at least, fair. At least they, 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 they'll, they'll ask me a question. It's just like having that opportunity to talk for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then after, I'll put it away. I'll be like, okay, I'm done now. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think, well, we all have different coping mechanisms when such things yeah. happen. Um, what made you make the jump from an A&E nurse to school <laughs> nursing, to special school <laughs> nursing, sorry? Um, yeah, a lot of people ask me this question because it's a massive jump. Um, I think one of the things was the Amy I was at, mm. they were lovely. I've learned so much, but that was all I knew Fair. since I qualified. And also, I was there as a student as well. So Fair. that adds another two more years on the actual nursing experience that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there for ages and that literally was all I knew nothing else and because it was a district general you're not exposed to a lot of the other things like I said um, with complex needs kids that they don't tend to come over to district generals they'll just go to where all the specialists are based which so, makes sense which is 100% makes sense because all they're going to get done is transferred over yeah if I'm honest um so you're not exposed to them as much or like trauma or anything so I was just like I love Amy I think I've I will always love it mm-hmm. but I think it's a time where I need a little bit of a change and I was just looking for jobs and this came up and I was like okay the hours are great don't get me wrong one of the one of the reasons was because of the hours a school no you know um, what me and Diane have said this ourselves like sometimes you just need yeah that time to be able to do you <laughs> yeah I literally was like I need I need a break from here because it was getting a bit much and when you're just doing loads of nights you're just missing out on life as well it's true I was like, I've done this for so many years I've, I will always do it you're just let me just do something different found this job the hours are amazing um and it's something different I was just like okay let me do this for a while because then it will gain my confidence working with special needs kids and whatever I don't know I can pick that up absorb it and then move on to the next thing like whenever I want to um that was literally one of the reasons why it's only because I didn't have any experience or exposure anywhere else I just wanted to know how it felt to go to somewhere else and see other things to be honest yeah, would you ever consider like woodworking or it's either A&E or community at this moment in time? Um, so after being redeployed, mm-hmm. before I was like, no, 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 no wood for me. Sorry, <laughs> to be honest. No, it's not Fair. Um, after being redeployed, I still think wood's not me. Fair. Um, if but if I was to do a ward it would be all like one of those um and also certain hospitals have it um like a short stay ward but it's 
like in adults it's called AAU so like yeah. a short stay award um where they have an influx of patients always that it's not just so it's not necessarily a and E, but it's like yeah, it's not a, like a proper ward where they're there yeah. for like a whole week or something. Yeah. Um, you have movement and you have different things coming in. I think that I may consider, but Fair. not a proper ward job. I don't think so. It will either be community or a and E, or I think like specialist nursing. I think at the moment, or something to do with education. Oh really? You have an interest for education? Yeah. What would you like to do? Is that within like nursing education or is it something completely different that you'd want to take? No, up? it's within like nursing education. I, I really, really like um dealing with students, like you know, student nurses and stuff. So yeah. in my old job, um I was one of the link nurses. Um and it's just all the things like behind it. A lot of people don't see all the things you have to do behind it, they just see, oh, you're like a key mentor, you just allocate the shifts when the students come on, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much things you need to do behind it. Mm-hmm. You attend all these meetings and then you see what all the other people, all the other practice facilitators are actually doing. Like, yeah. you, won't, you will only see them come onto the wards and be like, oh, so are you up to date with your... Um, Mental, back in the day when they used to say mentor, mentorship and stuff um are you up to date blah, blah blah but they actually do so much and they're always preparing for the new batches new things what to do mm-hmm. um and I don't know it just has always interested me but we'll see so is it something like that you'd definitely want to go into or are you still a bit like understudied and want to try a few other things I feel like, um, cause I'm still like, mm, not so young in my career, but I don't think I can say that anymore. <laughs> I don't think I can say that anymore. Um, I feel like um, I can, I have the chance to move around still a lot mm-hmm. and go to different places and do get more experience in different departments before yeah. I settle into the job that I want for that's it do you have like a time span that you want to do this by or are you just kind of like go, go in with the wind uh no I think I'm just going with the wind to be honest fair that makes mm, sense so really. I think sometimes when you've got a time span if you don't stick to those times it can be quite disheartening it's yeah it's quite challenging I and mean, then I feel like that will stress you out more yeah but no yeah. it sounds like so much there's so much that you want to do and there's so much that you achieved already oh thank you that, that I think it's great but like, you guys yes. have too well yeah but we come from different backgrounds like yes we're all peds but we've all done different things and I can't lie the community jump like I don't know if Diane's taken it but the community jump's probably one of the biggest for me yeah. like I'm still getting used to it now and I started in November but I'm enjoying it. It's, it's, a, it's a very different way of working. And yeah. You're busy in a very different type of way, which a lot of people who come from a very fast-paced environment struggle with because yeah. they're used to being busy constantly for 12 hours or they're used to a different way of working. And this way is you're sat down and you're, a lot, you're not as patient-facing in certain situations and you're attending a lot of meetings and you're doing a lot of advocating and a lot of report writing. So it's, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah. Um, and I guess it allows you to see how different nursing can be 
but also how needed every role is because as well as the acute environment the community is ju it's just as important and just it needs the expertise it needs people that want to go into it yeah um because i would say when you're acute it attracts a younger population they you know you're just starting out you haven't really got responsibility you can work bank 24 7 you can work days and nights and switch eff effortlessly and when you get to community you find you have an older aging nursing population and it's kind of finding your way through that um and also not getting complacent because it's easy to chill with them and then you blink and it's been five years and you're still stuck where you were so it's kind of taken from acute taken from your yourself and then obviously your community and then finding your way and navigating your way through all of it more or less no, I, 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 I totally agree with that yeah 100 <clears throat> percent. and i also agree with when you when you come from a very busy environment and then you've gone into the community it is hard to adjust like i can speak for myself here um when i first started it was like really difficult because i would just do things so quickly and i'd be mm. like what do i do for the rest of the day like yeah um, like I even miss like running around, like yeah. running around in like the A and E department or so, just doing things to the community life that they'd like. No, you can you can sit down, you can you can take a break. Yeah, I feel kind Slow of down. <laughs> like, oh, I can sit and have a cup of tea. Like what? Like, um, this is not the nursing I know. <laughs> I know yeah, sometimes I, at first I felt guilty, and then I was like, no, 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 this is what you need to do. Chill. Mm. You've done your stuff. Um, you haven't missed anything, but um, the school I'm at is, I mean, they're amazing as well. They're great, and they actually really keep me busy as well. Um, so yeah, no, I'm really happy at the school I'm at. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with Diane with what she said. I'm glad. You're right. But yeah, so you're a special school nurse. What does that entail? Because a lot of people have no idea what that is. So, yeah, no, you're right. A lot of people don't know what it is. A lot of people don't know their trust actually provides it for them as well kind of thing. Um, mm. So we're part of the trust I work for. So um, I'm part of the community nursing team for them. So my team come on, comes under the community nursing team. And then there's a couple of us that are just based in the special school and we take care of the kids there. And the rest are community nurses. Um, what I have to do, so say what I cover a school, um, a primary school, um, years two to year six, um, there is about, how many kids? There's about 70 odd kids there. Um, okay. Not all of them will come in because the parents will just, the parents will just think it's easier for them to stay at home because they're really complex mm -hmm. and they have like, they'll have like bad days and stuff like that. Um, there's, that you get your regulars that come in every single day and then you get your ones in between that will come in like three times a week say mm -hmm. so obviously okay. they're not we try to get all of them in as much as we can but they're not like penalized for staying at home because they're different they're different okay. kids um what we have to do on a day-to-day -day basis is make sure that they get their medication so um a lot of them will have medications during the day and um, if they have like four times a day medication then we'll give one of the doses at schools to help parents out um and then a lot of them are on like gastrostomies or digitinostomies um or they'll have like water boluses throughout the day so we'll do that 
a lot of them have suctioning needs so mm-hmm. they'll need to be suctioned um during class or whenever they need it basically so does does the school nurse do the suctioning or is that like the so the school nurse so as school nurses we have trained the staff at the school okay. to do the suctioning so uh, we've we've changed them to do a lot of things actually so after the feeds they will flush the child off the only thing okay. they won't do is start the feed because we'll start it at the correct rate mm-hmm. um, with the correct milk and check all of that as you need to and then and um, once the feed's finished they will just flush them off and disconnect mm-hmm. so we'll train them how to do that once they've passed their competencies they're all good to go the difference is and um, the only thing is they have to be trained um on each child even oh, really? though, yeah so even though it's the same concept we get them to be trained on each child that they're going to be flushing off because there are some that have like um peg jays and stuff and then they won't know the difference with, between what side is the gastrostomy or what side is the gingivostomy and they can just get confused because when they go to the toilet they'll disconnect when they toilet the child they'll disconnect and then they'll reconnect it so they might just put it into a wrong one Okay, so, fair enough. So for each child, they have to um, be trained and signed off. Um, the same thing about the suctioning. So oral suctioning, the class staff do. Yeah. Okay. Whoever is trained, if there's no one in the class that's trained, then they'll call us and we'll go do it until we can get someone trained up. Okay. Um, but the school nurse would do deep suctioning. So there are a lot of kids on deep suction, suctioning plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they need deep suctioning, um, we would move them into our isolation room and put on our full um, PPE now because we're in COVID times and then do the deep suctioning. Um, so that's like the basics kind of thing day to day. You will have your kids that have seizures and stuff and then you, um, so you just have to make sure you have all the kids' medications mm-hmm. and all their emergency medications. So you have to keep an eye on like, are they expiring to let parents know to bring in new ones and all of that. Um, but the school I'm at, I literally love them, um, and it keeps them busy because obviously I've come from an alien environment. The school I, uh, they really, really do challenge me and keep me busy. So there's two nurses on that side, and we've got healthcare, um, mm-hmm. and they literally <laughs> at least three times a week. So we call it a blue ball. It's when an emergency happens. Um, say a child is having a seizure. Um, so the class has trained to deal with it as well. But um, they'll call us, so they'll time it for like two minutes, and if it's ongoing after that, then they'll call us. We'll get there and we'll do what we need to do. And obviously, if what we've done according to their plan hasn't worked, then we'll call the ambulance and get send them off to hospital and then get them the help they need. But um, yeah. yeah, no, they really do keep us busy and keep us on our toes because they tend to like go off two at a time or something three times a week so yeah no I'm really happy where I am but yeah that's basically the basics of what we do obviously there's other things what um we do a lot of training with the staff mm-hmm. sometimes parents they have major calls in school because of COVID they haven't had the chance to do it so yeah. their community pediatrician will come in and then do like a full medical um and just like liaising with the community nurses like just basic stuff like care around their peg site if you think something's not right calling the parents or the nurses and getting the help they need and just basic stuff as well 
so you are working with a lot of teens as well if you have like any questions about their epilepsy or their medication stuff like that you have to liaise with their epilepsy nurse you have to liaise with the dietitian because their feed they're not gaining weight so we have to weigh them um how often so we try to weigh them termly there are some oh, that wow. might need there are some that um, might need it more often and some that might need it not so often but we try to weigh them termly and then we'll give that off to the dietitian and then they get reviews and then they'll change their feeds according mm. to what the weight is so you have to also keep an eye on all of that in case you have like a severe weight loss in your child like why are you having that like, yeah um and yeah and you and you also have to deal with like what you guys deal with like just normal child protection stuff because there are kids on child protection plan child in need plan like um and you just attend the meetings and just make sure they're safe and all of that mm. oh yeah that's basically it like basics of it I guess quick it sounds like you guys do quite a lot though I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you you also sound like you're a lot more how can I say independent that you're you're trusted to make decisions and often do things yeah so I would say I I literally love the team I work with my nursing team we um so we both have had previous clinical experience like she's come from pediatric ward I've come from Amy um so whenever there is an emergency we we tend to bounce off each other like to make the right judgment and Mm. it really helps out there's two of us so you yeah. know like okay should we do that should we do that you have that yeah. other person to um bounce off of and get better ideas and stuff like that and make sure like everyone's safe so yeah no I agree with you we do have that um independence um we do have like a lineman job but she oversees all of us within the a couple of schools that we cover um mm-hmm. but we work quite closely with the head teacher at our school and she's been amazing as well like whatever we needed or whatever change we wanted to implement for the safety of the kids for the better of the staff she's helped us do that as well and I think it makes a really big difference um if you have that support from the education team because at the end of the day we're not employed by them like we don't work for them sorry like they employ the trust for us to come work in their school. So, mm. but they're not our managers or anything like that. So then it's, I think it's really good that we've built a relationship with them where we can go to them and be like, this isn't working. We need to work away and have this done or change this or that. And them agreeing with it and not being obstructive or anything like that, saying, oh, we've done it for years. Because um, both myself and the other nurse, where we've come quite new as well. Um, so it's like a new fresh team so obviously if they've been doing something different and you want to come change it a a lot of people won't be happy about it but because they've been so open about it that's helped a lot yeah I think that's uh, that's great because you get to be autonomous and you get to implement the things that you want to implement where that could be quite difficult to do in some places yeah I mean, I think it's it's because they've helped us as well, to be honest. Like, you just have to appreciate their work as well. I think it's important to show them that we appreciate, because they're, at the end of the day, you have to think, they're not medical. Like, the TAs that are working there, they're not medical. They have no clue. Mm. But they're working with these complex needs kids. Flush, you're, you're expecting them to flush them off, suction them. Like, 
even treat them for a seizure if you're not available like that's a lot and mm. they had no medical training so I think it's important for us to show that we appreciate them as well so they yeah. know that it's not going like unnoticed yeah 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 no that makes a lot of sense but um so you mentioned that you only work with year two to year six. So what happens mm-hmm. with like early years and reception? So year one? our so the school I work for, they have two sites. One site is the early years, and then the other site is the year two to year six. And okay. then my team as a school nursing provider service, um, we cover another school, so secondary school. Um, okay. so there's other nurses on that site too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Camila also bakes <laughs> on the side, and her cakes are delicious. I just want to remind <laughs> people that nurses are nurse pre- nurse nurse entrepreneurs. Nurse nurse entrepreneurs. Because we can still do other stuff apart from nurse. It's true. So I've started this new cake business. I think. Before I was reluctant to do it because I was doing so because I was basically doing shift work and it's just, I just found it impossible to do it in between, mm-hmm. um and I was doing a lot of nights majority nights, so it was just like no I have no time but now that I I'm basically working on your term time I was like let me give it a go so yeah no it's brand new literally, um we'll see how it goes. Don't worry, it's gonna flourish. For me, this cakes are lovely, guys. If anyone wants to try any, they are delicious. Um, I order like all my cakes from there. But anywho, <laughs> and if if somebody wants to order, where how do they get in contact with you? So it's called um, Meadas Bakes, and it's on Instagram. So just drop a message there, and then go from there. Really, you heard it there first, guys. Meet a cake for me, this your girl. We will exactly. drop. On, we'll drop the app on the post for this week so you can go straight there follow her support repost do what you have to do <laughs> like share subscribe as always guys because we love to promote our fellow nurses promoting their own businesses yeah no I think it's important to like I, I, I struggled with this a lot and um I think it is important to do something that you like and enjoy on the mm. side because nursing tends to take over your life it really yeah. does. You say that and again. It just, it, and it's just, I don't think people realise it. Mm. And and there's no one there. And like, you guys are doing such a great job with this podcast. Like, you're giving an insight on the future nurses. Like, because there's no one there to tell them what it's like. And it's yeah. not just getting yeah. them off or anything. It's just being real. That's what it is. This is life. Yeah. Like, so they know what they're getting themselves into. Like, nursing definitely takes your whole life and it's not just a job it's literally your life so if you have an interest in something you should try try just try to see where it goes and try to do it and yeah 100 100 and I think from what you said is very true that nursing you have to be a type of person to be a nurse full stop anyway yeah and when you are a nurse you it's not a job that you just switch off from you don't go in at nine and leave at five and you stop being a nurse you're a nurse everywhere you go yeah Um, and it's true, you have to be very intentional about giving time for you outside of your nurse role. Um, yeah. And like what you're saying is the fact that do something that you're passionate about, something that makes you happy, something that's not nursing. Um, so don't do bank 24-7 if you're drained from doing your allocated 
contracted full-time shifts yeah. do something completely different I think a lot of people are guilty for doing that as well yeah 100% we have someone that one of those people in the call right now <laughs> yeah I can definitely put my hand up to that but taking that time away yeah. I can honestly say taking this time away from bank has been quite nice it's allowed me to know what rest is because I didn't know what rest was before <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't think you ever knew what rest was. No, not until now. I can tell you that. But I'm thankful for it. And just like the ladies have said, it makes a big difference. Like, if there is something you're passionate in, go for it. What's yeah, the worst that can time. happen? Mm. And also, That's it's it. quite nice to take that step away from work because I don't know about you guys, sometimes you can get so consumed in what you're doing and become so, like, tunnel-visioned with work. You yeah. can't see all the other things that are out there. Yeah, like you'll you'll have a career. It will it will yeah. happen. You're in nursing. There's so many opportunities. Exactly. And like if you're and if you're like in a district general, I, I shouldn't say it, but it is mostly in district general, like you'll get to the top and that's it. But then there's so many other opportunities everywhere. Like yeah. and I've only seen that because I've come out and then me being redeployed to this trauma center, yes, I worked in AIM, but then I've seen all the other pediatric services that they provide. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this exists. I didn't know this type of nursing exists. Like nursing and your career will always be there, but do something that you enjoy as well. Like, yeah. Have that time to And I think also in line with doing something for you, career-wise, guys, don't stay in the same place. You stay in the same yeah. place and you will never, you would like, like for me to say, you get to the top and that's it. You'd never known anything different. The world's your oyster. There's so much, even if it's not peds nurse, like if you're, for example, for us, we're peds nurses, even if we go into things that are not peds, specifically peds nursing, we have a nursing career, we have a nursing degree that can take mm. us anywhere. Utilise it to your, to the max potential that you possibly can. Yeah, I think it's important to like, expect I'm I'm not I'm guilty of of it myself like I would before I would never have dreamed to go to the hospital where I've been redeployed to do a bank shift because I was like oh it's a trauma center oh are they gonna take me am I gonna be okay kind of thing and it's just it's just a name that's what it is Mm. but you do know your you do know it yourself like when you get there it'll be fine yeah. that's it literally when you get it it'll be fine like it's just the name and like I said I'm guilty of it myself like I would never have dreamed to do it but it's helped me realize like me being really deployed it's helped me realize no you can do it you can go to different places you can get their experience and just do it if you don't like it it's just a bank shift say it's just exactly. one shift after 12 hours it's over bye you don't need to go back exactly yeah. so, first from for me though mm-hmm. like one shift if you don't like mm-hmm. it buy it you can or you can, there's many other things you can try yeah so yeah nursing is versatile it opens doors for you you can network you can meet people you would never have met before you can see things you've never seen before and every opportunity is an experience you may only want to experience it once but you've done it and you've you can say that you've seen it and yeah yeah. and you going out making that step can make your career go a different way that you never expected but it could be the best thing that you've done exactly um, I think it's important to remember that it's always going to be there, like we said, and one way or another, you'll find your feet because nursing, yeah. you always do. I'm not going to lie, you always will and always do. But yeah, just remember time for yourself. Exactly, guys. But I think that's kind of rounded us up quite nicely. So, guys, yeah. 
Thank you for listening to this week and tuning in to me, Diane, and the lovely Fumida. Thank um, you for having me. Anytime. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you for sharing your redeployment story. This was part two. Yes. <laughs> And also the story of what a special school nurse was, because I can honestly tell you, until I started school nursing, I didn't even know they existed. But yeah, feel free too. to catch us on our socials. Um, for me and Diane, you can hit us up on the Nursing Handover podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at the Handover. No, no, I always get this wrong. At the underscore Handover. Yeah. There we go. Um, for our personal Instagram pages, you can hit me up at Jellybean with three L's and two A's. And for Diane, it's Didi Lutz without the it's um, and Lutz with a Z. Yes. And for Samida, if you want to hit her up, she does have a Instagram page for Mida's Bakes. And we will link that down below. So feel free to hit us up. Feel free to contact Mida if you want more info about becoming a special school nurse or anything yeah. like that. I'm happy to answer any questions. Yeah. Fabulous. And until next time, guys, stay safe, stay blessed, and enjoy your week. See you later. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.